Welcome to the Michigan Man Podcast on Wolverine Sports Radio, a member of the V-Sporto Network and in partnership with SB Nation's Maze and Brew for Wolverine fans from coast to coast. Go Blue and welcome to the show. I'm your host, Mike Fitzpatrick. June is winding down, and that means the camping season, football camps that is. On today's show, it's time for our June recruiting update with Steve Lorenz from 24-7 Sports. First, a few news and notes to get us started. Summer officially got underway this week. I know all of us are looking forward to time by the pool, vacations, and just relaxing. But for Jim Harbaugh and his staff, it has been nonstop. By the time the calendar rolls over into July, Jim and his staff will have attended 31 different camps. That includes the ones at U of M. So far, it's been a month of great publicity for the program, and everyone agrees, a great experience for the young men attending all of the camps. Voluntary workouts are underway for Michigan football, and this includes the freshmen who are arriving on campus this week if they aren't already here. Summer classes are getting underway too. So while we're kicking back enjoying summer, Coach Jim Harbaugh and his staff and his players are preparing for the opening of fall camp, which Jim announced on Monday would begin on August 8th. It's all right around the corner. The class of 2017 is shaping up to be a big-time collection of talent for Michigan. We have a long way to go, of course, until National Signing Day, and you never know what will happen between now and then, but one thing appears certain. This should be a top-five class. Steve Lorenz from 24-7 Sports joins me next with our June Recruiting Roundup here on The Michigan Man on Wolverine Sports Radio, a member of the V-Sporto Network and in partnership with SB Nation's Maze and Brew. Steve Lorenz is next. With us on our June Recruiting Roundup this week is Steve Lorenz from 24-7 Sports. Steve, great to have you back and a lot going on. Well, there's always a lot going on, Mike. Uh, and it's always hard to get sleep during uh, what used to be the slowest time of the year in June. Uh, has been maybe the craziest month of the offseason so far. But uh, like I always say, it's it's a good thing and a bad thing. Uh, it's a lot of fun. You know, It's a lot of fun to cover this staff and uh, a lot of exciting times right now, for sure. Now, the staff keeps churning out the recruiting news, which is good for you and us. Uh, let's start with the big recruiting news of the, the last few days. Uh, Jim Harbaugh picked up two big commits from deep inside SEC country. We have Aubrey Solomon and Otis Reese. Tell us about those two kids, Steve. Sure. So Solomon is he's just he was he's what the coaches would call a guy, and I know that sounds like a simple kind of phrase. Uh, but that, that's something that they, you, you talk about with a guy that, that you know is going to come in and make an impact at, at, a, at a college level. Uh, there's very little doubt. Uh, he's, I mean, he was the top defensive tackle target on Alabama's recruiting board uh, from what we were told. So, you know, not only is, is he a victory uh, to go into Georgia, uh, but he's also a victory by beating, you know, the, the, the same schools that people have kind of, a little bit ridiculed Harbaugh and Michigan for trying to recruit against, uh, you know, so it's, it's a victory in that way too. Uh, I mean, Solomon is a game changing type guy though. I mean, you, you look at what they did last year, uh, the defensive line with, with Rashawn and 
and Carlo Kemp and, and Dwumfor and those guys, uh, you add a piece like Solomon on top of that, you know, and, and it really kind of builds that bridge uh, where you've got guys that you know are going to at least be starters at the college level, guys that can contribute at like a starter type level. Uh, at the very least, though, I mean, he's a potential stud. I mean, he's amazing. Um, with Reese, actually, and it's kind of interesting, he kind of gets – He's, I think he's always going to be kind of like overlooked a little bit just because of the Solomon verbal, but uh, Otis Reese was actually Michigan's top 2018 target uh, at Don Brown's SAM position on their recruiting board. Uh, so he's a huge pickup for them as well. Uh, the difference with him, uh, he has family up in the area. His brother plays for Central Michigan, and uh, Michigan really led. I think they offered him probably a couple months ago. Actually, I think it's like literally two months ago today. Uh they offered him a couple months ago, and Michigan led the whole way immediately after the offer. They were like his first big offer. They really made him a priority as, as much as you can with the junior, the upcoming junior class. Um, you know, but he's a big time pickup for them. You know, he's the good hybrid guy, plays aggressive, but's really quick, really long. Uh, you know, a guy that Michigan fans I think should get excited about. I think there's a, you know, with Solomon, those big time schools we talked about, like Alabama, Georgia, LSU, Ole Miss, Auburn, like they're going to keep recruiting that kid. And it's, you know, naturally it's going to still be a battle in my opinion. But with Reese, I think there's a good chance that he sticks because of that family in the area and the fact that Michigan, you know, jumped on him early and made him a big priority. Yeah, it sounds like uh, Reese is one of these uh, Swiss Army nice kind of uh, players. And I almost cringed over the weekend when I read one of the uh, the accounts of him committing where he was being compared to uh, Jabril Peppers. And I thought, oh, boy, hopefully we don't start that. But is he that <laughs> versatile, that kind of a player? Yeah, I'd say, you know, the guy that, uh, so uh, Michigan, you know, has tried to recruit some of these Swiss Army nice guys. I'll just say we'll call Otis Reese a Kaliki Hudson type guy and not, not put the Jafril, uh level uh, hype on him yet. Um, but at the same time, though, like I said, Michigan evaluated him and loved him right away, though. So if he develops, you know, I mean, you know, he's already a top 150 prospect, uh, according to, to us at 24-7 Sports. So, you know, he's he's already kind of got a little more hype than Hudson ever did, uh, which is still a complete mystery to me. But, um, you know, but yeah, I mean, he's he's that same style, though. I mean, they could do a lot of different things with him because he's, you know, when I interviewed him after Michigan offered back in April, uh, he talked about how he could play corner at the college level. Well, then, on you know, then we find out that they're actually kind of recruiting him for Sam. And it's like, okay, like this guy's got a lot of different abilities, a lot of different strengths and stuff that, that Michigan can kind of, you know, mold and, and mess around with and, and see where he fits best. So, um, yeah, like I said, Solomon's going to get all the hype, but people should not forget Otis Reese is actually a really big-time pickup for them. Well, any of us that read recruiting news and follow it knew Aubrey Solomon's name and how highly regarded he was. But along the way, I, I knew Michigan was recruiting him, but I didn't know never really read that he was a big lean to Michigan. Did this just develop very quickly where he just came out of nowhere and said, it's Michigan? Yeah. I mean, true story, Mike. Uh, I didn't even know he had a Michigan scholarship offer until Saturday morning. So, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, I knew he had camped at the satellite camp at Leesburg. I mean, it was at his high school. So I knew he had been down there. Uh, I knew Michigan was like interested, you know, I thought Reese was, I thought at the time was the big reason why they, wanted to head into that area for a camp to get to know him better and stuff, you know, cause Solomon, again, I mean, uh, Alabama was his leader a couple months ago. Auburn was hard after him. Ole Miss, you know, Georgia, people thought he was a Georgia lean, you know? So yeah, he was kind of one of those guys that we thought, okay, well maybe, 
you know, maybe they can get in the race if they offer, you know, maybe he'll like them or whatever. Well, yeah. So Saturday morning, we actually find out that he already did have a scholarship offer, which amazingly had not been reported anywhere. I mean, I didn't find it anywhere because I thought I had made a mistake. Maybe no offer reported anywhere. He already had a scholarship offer from Michigan. And yeah, I mean, as the day went on and we're learning about what's going on with his visit and stuff, all of a sudden it sounds like, Hey, like this guy might actually commit. So I put in our, you know, our 24 seven sports crystal ball to Michigan got, you know, kind of nervously because I'm like, ah, I'm going to have egg on my face if this guy doesn't, you know, if this doesn't happen, because again, I, like I said, he's, a, everyone's just assuming this guy's a big SEC lean. And uh, I mean, it was less, less than probably less than an hour and a half after I put that prediction in, uh, that he uh, verbally committed. So when I talked to his assistant coach, who the, the guy that brought them up there for the weekend, uh, he's, I mean, he said that, you know, he's like with Aubrey, he's like, I, I didn't expect him to, to verbally commit, but he said that, that Michigan did such a good job of, of selling the program, not just from the football standpoint, but from the other angles, like the academic and stuff like that. And uh, Aubrey wants to be a nurse, which that's the first prospect I've ever covered, I think, that has wanted to go into the nursing field, interestingly enough. And, uh, you know, and, and that, that Michigan sold him hard on that, you know, going to Michigan is a more than a four-year decision. And, uh, you know, so, yeah, I mean, it's one of the more surprising verbal commitments that I can remember uh, as far as, like I said, I mean, I didn't even know he had an offer until about four or five hours before he committed. But, um, but Michigan immediately, like when I found out he was on campus and found out he had an offer, you know, I learned that they, they did think that they had a shot with him. So, um, you know, maybe less of a surprise for them. I still think they were probably a little bit surprised. If we're being honest, I bet they were probably a little bit surprised that they actually sealed the deal. Um, but they did an awesome job in the visit. I mean, that's really what did it for them. So. Well, some other big names uh, camping in Ann Arbor over the weekend. Uh, one of those was five-star wideout Nico Collins. It sounds like he left with really good vibes about Michigan, Steve. You know, the thing with Nico, uh, I think there were a couple predictions that came in for Michigan over the weekend. Uh, he's maintained that he's going to wait it out and not make a decision anytime soon. For that reason, you know, I'm hesitant to, you know, say that, I think Michigan's going to be where it's at just because, again, I mean, we're talking about another, he's the top prospect in the state of Alabama. You know, he's the number one prospect in the state. So you know that Alabama is going to go after him. I think it does come down to Michigan and Alabama though, at least as far as what's going on right now. Uh, Georgia was kind of a factor, but they already have three wide receiver commitments and they're heavy, heavy favorites for two more uh, that are in-state guys. So, you know, I don't, I don't necessarily see them, being a big factor just because I don't think Michigan's going to take many wide receivers uh, and they have immediate playing time available on the outside, you know, with Chesson and, and Darbo graduating. So there's a, you know, they've set it up kind of nicely uh, for Nico and for uh, Donovan Peoples Jones, you know, to say, Hey, like you guys can come in and play, you know, immediately, you know, if you guys put the work in and stuff like that. So yeah, he had a great visit though. I mean, there's no doubt about it. He has, he's another one that has family from the Detroit area. I think his grandparents live in Detroit and that's where actually the, the Michigan stuff really came to fruition to be get, That's where the interest was like kind of maybe originally generated, uh, you know, but Michigan with a uh, Ty Wheatley uh, and Jed Fish have made him a, a massive priority, obviously. And uh, you know, I, I think they have the momentum right now. Uh, but again, like I said, uh, if he's maintaining, he's not going to decide until around signing day. Um, 
you always want to hesitate, you know, to say, well, I think this guy's going to choose Michigan, you know, but, but I think it would be safe to say, I do think they have the momentum in his recruitment right now. There's so many uh, big names being tossed around as wide receiver recruits. Uh, Maurice Bell from California. I read uh, he's close to committing. Uh, He was in town over the weekend. Then you have uh, Jamon Osmond, who really hasn't visited yet. And then you have four-star Tariq Black out of Connecticut. They all seem very impressed with uh, what's going on in Ann Arbor, don't they? Sure. And, you know, another name that I would throw into the mix there is uh, a young man named Michael Harley out of uh, St. Thomas Aquinas in Fort Lauderdale. Uh, He's actually the guy that I I did put in a prediction for him to Michigan over the weekend. Uh, Michigan really wants to maybe get in at Aquinas. Uh, It's probably pound for pound outside of the IMG Academy, obviously. Probably pound for pound the most loaded high school football team in the country year in and year out. So uh, it's a program I think Michigan wants to at least like make a dent in. Uh, Harley kind of fits that. uh, People listening will will probably know who KJ Hamler is, the uh, Orchard Lake St. Mary prospect. Uh, who we think is probably either Michigan State, Oregon, maybe Penn State. Uh, Harley's a very similar style player, undersized, quickness type guy. Uh, he's the guy. Like he's a guy. I think you know, be interesting to see how it shakes out. But I think he's a guy that Michigan maybe prioritized this weekend as far as those the undersized uh, type guys. Um, with Tariq Black, it's kind of an interesting recruitment. Uh, I think I really think Michigan feels like they're in a decent spot with Collins and Peoples Jones at least right now. So I'm not a hundred percent. You know, Black is a guy. Again, I don't think he's deciding soon, but Black is a guy I think would would probably be like third or fourth there on that list. But with those outside guys, I think they want to take two. Uh, and I think Nico and, and Donovan are kind of the guys that they're really really focused on uh, right there. And uh, with Maurice Bell, I think the situation with Maurice Bell is might end up being dependent on what Harley does because uh, from what we were told, Michigan, I feel like, was higher on Harley uh, than some of the other targets out there on the board. And, and from what we were told, Harley might make a decision here before the next time you and I get together on the recruiting roundup, really. I mean, he might do it in the next few weeks. So, um, you know, it's, it's funny. Uh, it really fits uh, how complicated the staff makes it, you know, because they're, they're in pretty good shape with a lot of different guys. And it's just fascinating to see how they juggle, uh, you know, that's wide receiver offensive lines, a complete mess mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. my opinion. I mean, there's so many guys that they could end up with on the offensive line. So, um, you know, you know, they're, they're in really good shape with a lot of guys, you know, like I said, I, I like where they are with, with people's Jones, with, with Nico Collins and, and with Michael, Har- Michael Harley personally. Well, you try to watch the numbers game on this as it's uh taking place and I think is does this staff have a cap on how many wide receivers they want in this class or is it going to be if we can get a couple more of these guys and squeeze them in we're going to do it it's just uh, it's mind-boggling to watch it it's definitely the most difficult part of covering the recruiting process for this staff like for instance uh, over the weekend they offered a young man named Andrew Stuber out of Darien Connecticut uh, offensive lineman uh, who actually did a did the satellite camp at uh, Cheshire, Connecticut, Cheshire Academy in Connecticut a couple weeks ago, uh, didn't get the offer, but then decided to come out on his own dime and, and continue to work in front of the coaches to show he could get the offer, right? Well, Michigan offered. Michigan's in awesome shape with, I could probably name literally about 15 offensive linemen that Michigan are in striking distance for, are even in the top two, or could even lead for. 
and trying to parse, you know, how they're going to do it has been, you know, it's, it is, it's very difficult to follow because if you take, you know, if you take number 13 on your board, you know, maybe number three and four, are like, oh, well, they already got, they got two tackles. Now I don't think I'm that interested in Michigan. You know what I mean? So there's yeah, yeah. a lot, yeah. So there's a lot of that type of stuff. Like Joe, uh, a young man named Joel Honingford out of Sugar Creek, Ohio, uh, visited Michigan, I think the day after Sound Mine, so like the 11th or 12th last week. Uh, apparently he's, you know, he camped at Ohio State yesterday, is waiting for a, to see if the Buckeyes are going to offer. We do not believe Ohio State's going to offer. And we're told that he wants to commit within the next four or five days after that. And we're told that Michigan is maybe the likely choice. You know, so you got – uh, you got a lot of guys on the board here uh, that that are highly, highly interested, and and yeah, with the with the numbers and the, and the cap, I mean, I just I don't know, Mike. I mean, it's it's been uh, that's what's made it difficult, you know, because there's only so many scholarships to give out, obviously, yeah. and, uh, and 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 they've they've really tried to avoid, at least you know, from what I've seen so far, they've tried to avoid a repeat of last year. I know we, I think we talked about that last time about Mm -hmm. uh, the satellite camps and offering and then taking verbal commitments from guys that maybe they could probably wait a little bit longer on if they wanted to. Um, They've done a good job of avoiding that so far, but you know, by the end of the summer, there are, there are some guys that appear to be a little bit lower on their board that have offers that might be deciding soon. How's it going to affect their standing with some of these, elite guys that they really have a good shot with, you know, it's it's just, it's hard to say right now. Well, another name that's popping up on the Michigan radar trail is uh, four-star Texas D-lineman Clavon Chason. He grew up uh, a Baylor and an Oregon fan, but it seems like Coach Madison has really made inroads with him, Steve. Yeah, Chason, you know, Texas, ironically enough, has been more difficult for Michigan to recruit than almost anywhere so far, which is odd because, you know, Harbaugh did a great job in the Houston area when he was, uh, uh, when he was at Stanford, I know they tr- they've tried to make it a big priority, and and Greg Madison's still one of Michigan's best recruiters, still one of their most aggressive. You know, despite I think he's pro- I think he's the oldest guy on the staff. I don't know how old Don Brown is, but um, you know Madison's right up there with with those guys as far as the best recruiter on the staff. Uh, Chase on the guy. I mean, from my standpoint, uh, he's kind of been a guy that we've always believed was going to end up staying closer to home. Um, you know, I know Michigan has probably made a made a push for him recently. Um, you know, but again, I mean, you look at what they they've already you know what they did with Luigi Villain, uh, Corey Malone Hatcher. They actually have a UCLA defensive end commitment. Hunter Eccles is on campus right now. I think Eccles is higher on Michigan's board than Chase on is, and I think that Michigan, I think Michigan and Notre Dame both uh, have a shot to, to <clears throat> potentially flip Eccles from UCLA. So again, yeah, I think I look at a guy like Chase on, I think, uh, Texas, uh, yeah, obviously the Baylor situation you know, no, he's, nobody's going to Baylor right now. Um, you know, maybe a guy they could get in on down the road. Uh, but it, 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 it depend on what they do with some other guys. And I think Eccles is, is a pretty good example of that. I mean, they did get him up on campus and, um, you know, actually, you know, a guy that they might have a shot with in Texas who's on campus as we speak, is uh, Baron Browning, the in my opinion the nation's top linebacker prospect. Uh, he's actually on campus right now. Uh, his brother Barry played for Jim Harbaugh at Stanford. Uh, Barry is with Baron on campus, and uh, you know Mich- he's a guy that Michigan's going to have to work for. But 
from what we've been told already, uh, A, the visit's going really well. This will be a stale update by the time you publish. And, uh, and, uh, but, but that they, they do think that they, that as long as the visit goes well, they do think they'll have an eventual shot. But, uh, you know, Browning's maybe, maybe one of their best shots in Texas this year, but Texas has been tough for them. There's just no doubt about it. With us on our June recruiting uh, roundup show is Steve Lorenz from 24-7 Sports, who does uh, such an outstanding job keeping track, I should say, of all of this stuff in this uh, what used to be a slow month of June, no more. Another four-star that enjoyed his visit to Ann Arbor, I found uh, an interesting name, Steve, uh, Mustafa Muhammad from Texas, very highly ranked tight end. Do you think Michigan has a, a real chance at this kid? Yes. Absolutely, 100%. think they have a very good chance with him, actually. Um, haven't published our interview with him. Actually, I was uh, going to get to that probably this afternoon. We were going to run that. And uh, I actually talked to both him and his mom. And they were both – so he's Michigan's number one tight end target in 2018. That's – I know that. We know that. It's definitely the, the case. Uh, they told him that then, too, when he was up there this weekend. So uh, he's a name that we'll probably be talking about again at some point. Uh, the visit went really, really well. He's a very bright kid. Um, since I've been doing this, you know, sometimes you'll get on the phone with a guy and you can just kind of tell, like, at the very least, this is a guy that Michigan's going to have a good shot with. There's just kids that gravitate, the, their personality, their intelligence. Like, there's guys that kind of gravitate towards what Michigan offers. Uh, I think he's kind of one of those guys. Uh, his mom was duly impressed. I mean, you know, cause a lot of these parents, you know, they read about Jim Harbaugh, uh, they watch ESPN, you know, there's all these opinions and stuff from like people who have no idea what's going on on a ground level. And so they kind of go in with like, not skepticism, but jet, like legit curiosity about like, what's this guy going to be like? Uh, and they always come out impressed. And then she was another one, you know, who said that they took a, a lot of time out of their weekend you know, they knew they had a lot of kids on campus, uh, but they took a lot of time out of their weekend to spend time with Mustafa and uh, with the family and, and get to know them and, and, and make them feel like a priority. So, yeah, I mean, he's a guy, very impressive young man, and he's a, yeah, he's going to be a great football player. I mean, he's got, a, he's got some weight to gain to play tight end, but, you know, that's the way Michigan, Michigan says we'll put the weight on. You know, like we just want we, – there's things that we see in this guy that other players don't have, so – um, exciting guy. And then, yeah, I think, I mean, if I'm being honest, I mean, I think Michigan really could be leading right now. Um, he's another one though, that's going to be taking his time, I think. So even if they did lead right now, um, uh, it's more about setting the foundation and, and they, they did that this weekend for sure. Well, there are a lot of offers out there still for the class of 2017. And right now, as we try to play the numbers game, Steve, which is very dangerous with this staff, it almost looks like we're going to be in the mid to upper 20s when it's all said and done. Uh, do you think that's far-fetched? No, that's probably where it'll be. Um, you notice, so, uh, you know, Brady Hope's 14 and 15 classes were small, and then Harbaugh's 16 class was big, so 17's probably going to be pretty big too. I'm interested to see what happens in 18 because it's kind of going to be set up to where each block of two years – you know, it's going to be different. Now, of course, there's going to be attrition as, you know, as things continue, stuff like that, guys will transfer or whatever. Um, but uh, 17 should be another pretty big class. Um, it'll probably be, I'd say upper 20s is actually probably a pretty safe bet. I mean, 28, 29. Um, but again, though, 
And this is what happens is every program in college football does this. I mean, if Michigan wins 11, say 12 games by chance, you know, they're going to have elite guys that are lining up wanting to play, you know, because they'll see wins. Harbaugh can get guys to the NFL, you know, and then basically, you know, they won 10 last year. They're just continuing to show improvement. That class, I mean, it could grow. I mean, you know, it's it's one of those things where you just you never know just for those types of reasons. So uh, I would, but I would say upper 20s is probably uh, a safe area to think about right now. Well, here we are, uh, not quite in the last week of June, but it's the stretch run for uh, Jim Harbaugh and the staff with satellite camps, position camps, specialty camps, everything that's out there. And it looks to be another very successful month on many fronts for the Michigan staff, Steve. Sure. I mean, you know, they they got the Solomon commitment, you know, which is, uh, again, I think when we talked about satellite camps before, I even looked at it as more of like a long-term planning the flag type thing. But, you know, in, in talking to Aubrey and his coach both, you know, that those satellite camps give these kids an opportunity to, to get a, a good look at how these coaches coach, how they work, their personalities, uh, without having to pay – 1500 bucks to go up there for three days, you know, up to Ann Arbor instead. Now, so what happens is, is Solomon and, and obviously Reese are, they're an example, but a, a tangible example now of they were interested. They saw what they liked at the satellite camp and they thought, you know what, I'm interested enough. I want, I do want to go up there and see what Michigan is all about, you know, and that's, that's it. I mean, that's, in my opinion, that's the, that's the payoff for these camps is a situation like that, you know, where it's, it's truly like, it honestly is pretty amazing, you know, that, that the, the staff was able to get these verbal commitments this early. I mean, I don't know if they've ever gotten a kid out of that area of Georgia. I mean, even in the heyday of, of Bo and, and, and when Lloyd Carr was recruiting really, really well, I don't remember if they've ever gotten a guy from that area. I mean, those are guys that we, when I cover this, like those are guys that we see them in the rankings and I don't even usually give him a second look you know you think oh he's from southern georgia he's not going anywhere you know and and so that's a a tangible example both short-term and long-term uh of why the camps are really paying off for the staff um you know and again as the wins can if they continue to win like those kids will remember michigan from when michigan came by to see them or came by to coach them up or coach them up or whatever and then they'll be more inclined to come up and see the program for themselves. And that's like, I think I, well, the way I explained it before is it really builds a bridge, you know, like you offer a kid in January, the satellite camps can be in June. So that, and then, then the official visits don't start to like, say like September, October. So in that middle area, instead of losing nine months where a kid from Georgia can drive to Alabama, Auburn, Georgia, Florida State, you know, can drive to those schools and see them four or five times in that nine-month period, they at least get to experience Michigan, you know, without having to fly up there uh, or take that long-distance trip. So, um, you know, it, it, it's, I mean, it, it makes Jim Harbaugh look really smart. It really does. I mean, it, that's uh, to get a guy like Solomon and, and even Reese, like I said, is uh, the most tangible example so far that the camps have been effective for them. Well, he does make Coach Harbaugh look very smart. And the the other thing that, you know, reaches well into the future for Michigan is that publicity generated not only in the Big Ten market, in the Detroit market, but around the country uh, via ESPN, the Big Ten Network, by you guys. Uh, I've talked to people in California from Michigan, and they tell me 
it's almost like being back in the Detroit media market. We get Jim Harbaugh, Jim Harbaugh, Jim Harbaugh out here. That is invaluable free exposure. Absolutely. And it's, you know, this is, again, I mean, it, it, you sound like a homer when you call him like a genius, but it's, it's been so well thought out, I feel like, from both a short-term and long-term standpoint uh, on the way that he does things. Uh, as far as like, I mean, something, honestly, something as simple as him wearing these different jerseys mm-hmm. on each, at each camp that generated buzz every single day. It became well, what Jersey is he going to wear, you know, today? Is he going to, you know, up at Springfield, is he going to like wear like a, you know, an Ohio like guy Jersey, you know, like in, in, in that, you know, it's, it is it in the, and really, uh, you know, Mike, I mean, you know, like, there's no such thing necessarily as bad publicity usually, unless, you know, unless it's bad, bad, like more publicity, the better. And, uh, you know, and then to make his detractors look silly in a lot of situations, which I feel like he has because the arguments against satellite camps were so ridiculous to begin with. Um, you know, it just, it does, it makes Michigan look smarter. It makes Michigan, they're working harder. I mean, that's not even a perception thing. I mean, they're going on more of these camps by far than anybody else. You know, they're, they're in the camps too. I mean, we've had guys, I mean, our Auburn 24 seven guy was at the Atlanta camp at the beginning of the month and said, you know, he's like, I went, I went into it as an sec guy. I went into it thinking, you know, this is going to be a big bells and whistles and all this kind of stuff. And he said, he's like, every kid at that camp got their money's worth as far as the Michigan coaches, coaching them up, working with them, trying to teach them the game of football. And, uh, you know, so it is, I mean, it's, they're really, in my opinion, hasn't really been a, a negative, um, at least this year, you know, like I said, we talked about last year where they, I think they offered and took some verbals from some guys they probably shouldn't have. And they've, they've changed that, which is one only, the only criticism I had of what they, you know, did last year. And, uh, so it is, I mean, it's, 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 it's genius marketing. It's free. It's not free marketing because they're obviously paying to go on these camps, but the byproducts of going on these camps, a lot of it is just, you know, free, free publicity because you know what I think, you know, we talked at the very beginning, June's the slowest month of the year. I think he knew that. I think he knew let's attack in June. I mean, granted they have to do the camps in June, but still like let's make noise in June when, when usually college football, like the one month of the year where college football isn't, you know, maybe on the front page of the news every day, you know, and let's attack June. And so now June, like I said, is like one of the busiest months of the year for us. And, and he's in the news almost every single day. So it's, it's just, it's well thought out. It's been well executed. And, uh, you know, like I said, I mean, the dividends will, I think will continue to pay off for him. Well, a final thought, Steve, we know there can be twists and turns and decommits between now and national signing day, really a long way to go, especially with 17 and 18 year old kids. One thing is certain though, uh, by the time this ends on national signing day, this is going to be a big time collection of talent, Steve. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, because again, I anticipate that they should have a good season on the field, which is where a lot of times, you know, can make or break your recruiting class. So, you know, I see schools like, uh, like Nebraska actually has actually had a really great start to their 2017 class. Well, Nebraska's got a really tough schedule this year. And if they were to lose five or six games, you know, that class might not look so great anymore by the time February comes around, you know, with Michigan, the opportunity is there for them to have a huge season on the field. 
which would translate to better recruiting, you know? So, I mean, even notwithstanding, you know, if they win 10 again, I still think they're going to have a, a great recruiting class. Um, but again, if you, if they win 11, if they win 12, um, it will be really interesting to see how it finishes out for them. Because like I said, wins are kind of the last step. Michigan, uh, Michigan's one of those few programs in the country that can offer, you know, the academics, the networking through the alumni base, it's the biggest stadium in the country, you know, and they have a head coach and a coaching staff that has, has more NFL experience than anybody else in the country. And, and, and Harbaugh produces NFL players out of college at a higher level than most coaches do. It's just that those wins is that's kind of the last step to really get things going. And uh, this is their best year in a long time, I think, to maybe capitalize on that. So the 17 class should be fun. You know, I'm, we'll probably be talking about a totally different set of names, like in August or something, you know, it'd be a whole bunch of different guys that are interested now. So, um, you know, yeah, it's, it's a, a marathon doesn't even do it justice to how far February is right now. So, um, but they've, they've, they've set the foundation to, to have a great class though. There's just no way around it. Well, with us on our June recruiting go roundup, Steve Lorenz from 24 seven sports, who does a fantastic job covering all the, uh, the mayhem when it comes to recruiting. So Steve, here's to uh, hoping uh, you get a little bit of downtime in July, get your batteries recharged. And by the time we get you on for our July roundup, you'll be uh, a bit more rested. I'm hoping <laughs> no other way to put it. You know, I'm hoping, but uh, no, I mean, it's uh, like, I, like I always say, um, they've, this staff has, has put us, you know, made us work harder, uh, but it's been a lot more fun too, though. So, uh, it all kind of balances out a little bit, but like I said, after the opening in mid July, I'm hoping to, yeah, recharge the batteries, probably a good way to put it. Well, as always, Steve, it's a pleasure having you on this show. We thank you for your time and look forward to a, a July visit. Appreciate it, Mike. Thanks a lot. Wolverine Quick Hits is next as we wrap it up for another week here on the Michigan Man on Wolverine Sports Radio a member of the V-Sporto Network, and in partnership with SB Nation's Maze and Brew. On Quick Hits today, we've all heard by now, Jim Harbaugh and his wife Sarah are expecting a baby. The announcement was made, or leaked out, on Monday. This will be their fourth child together, and Jim has three from his first marriage. So sometime next winter, the stork will pay a visit to Ann Arbor. Congratulations to Coach Harbaugh and his wife Sarah on the exciting news. John Beeline in Michigan basketball picked up some good news on Monday. Charles Matthews will transfer to Michigan from Kentucky, but will have to sit out the coming season. He was a top 50 recruit two years ago out of St. Rita's High School in Chicago. He narrowed down his choices to Xavier and Michigan, then announced on Monday he was coming to Ann Arbor. He spent one year at Kentucky and decided it just wasn't for him. He is a 6'6 shooting guard and will be a welcome addition, rest assured, to the roster. It was announced on Monday that Michigan and Michigan State will get back to playing each other twice in the upcoming season, that's in basketball, Last year, the teams met just once, and that was in Ann Arbor. Fox Sports is reporting that the Michigan-Ohio State game, The Game, will be moving to their network in 2017. The game has been a fixture, of course, on ABC Sports for generations. 
and more recently on ESPN since their merger with ABC Sports. So things will look a bit different in the broadcast booth beginning next year. Like us on Facebook at The Michigan Man Podcast and follow us on Twitter at The Michigan Man, where you can also follow Wolverine Sports Radio at Go Blue Radio. Our free show apps are available in the iTunes and Google Play stores. So get the app and take the show with you wherever you go this summer. As you know, we're on our summer schedule of two shows a month until we resume weekly programming in August. So our next show will air on July 6th. If and when we have an impromptu Michigan Man Extra show, I will give you a heads up on Twitter or Facebook. That will do it for this week. I'm your host, Mike Fitzpatrick. Until next time, take care, enjoy some summer, and until we meet again on July 6th, as always, go blue. Thanks for joining us today on The Michigan Man, here on Wolverine Sports Radio, a member of the V-Sporto Network, and in partnership with SB Nation's Maze and Brew. Our listener lines are open 24-7 for your calls at 313-263-4842. That's 313-263-4842. Or email us at themichiganmanpodcast at yahoo.com. That's themichiganmanpodcast at yahoo.com. The Michigan Man Podcast is produced at the studios of Robin Lynn Productions, Allen Park, Michigan, and is not affiliated with the University of Michigan. Go Blue!